Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Well, good afternoon, Chicagoland. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of the show, and we have a special guest host today, Junie Felix. As you may have heard already, that uh, my regular co-host is in the throes of nuptials. She's getting married. Go imagine that. So she decided to duck out. But Junie's in filling, up, in filling in for us today, and I'm so thrilled and a little bit anxious because she's a veteran radio personality for over 15 years. So i got to watch what I'm doing today. And then we have a really terrific guest in studio today. Actually, a repeat guest we brought back. But mm. we're giving him the whole show today because he's got a lot to tell us about. So, hey, by the way, go out there and check us out at our website, faithmarketplace.com. Uh, we got all the podcasts out there for over six years now. Junie, we went on seven years for this thing. You've been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Yeah, truly my pleasure to be here again in a totally different context, you know. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, you're used to those people calling in on the show, right? And yeah. Kind of answering questions and getting into the deep philosophical issues. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to have some meaning today. But hmm. listen, I'd like to introduce you to our special guest today, Brian Jenkins. He is the founder and president of Entrenuity and also Startup Now Solutions. Uh, he's been providing uh, entrepreneurship education and training for over 20 years here in Chicago. He's got a lot of credentials. And... Um, the last couple of times he's been on the show, it's just been more kind of the smaller segments. Today, you get the whole thing. We're going to rock it today. So, Brian, why don't you give our audience sure. a little bit of your background, mm-hmm. some of your testimony. How did you, you grow up in a Christian home? Uh, yes. Thanks, Bob. And thank you for having me back as well. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I grew up in Waukegan, Illinois, um, and uh, in the household of Larry and Madeline Jenkins, my parents, who are still alive, still in Waukegan, Waukegan. and uh just a real, you know, strict household. Um, <laughs> strict my dad household. was a Marine, and uh, he ran okay. his house that way. Still <laughs> yeah. does. Still and, does. <laughs> uh, really appreciated that discipline um, growing up there, and also even in my adult life, too. Did he have a duty station up there at Great Lakes? Uh, he, he was, he was well, yes, no. He was actually um, a um, combat veteran um, okay. in Vietnam. Okay. Um, but many of our family and our relatives worked at Great Lakes Naval Station. Okay. Waukegan, and, you're up there where my hood is, buddy. Lake oh, County, you know, oh, yeah. Libertyville, that's, you know, so that's you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we got where I'm from. <laughs> I got to talk to you a little bit about Waukegan later on, okay, off, offline sure, because sure. it got something exciting I want to tell you okay. about there. Very good, but uh, yeah, so you grew up in this strict home and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, how'd you break out of the nest? What happened? Um, went to college, you know, went yeah. to the University of Iowa for undergrad. Um, good school, had a great time there, and uh. Ultimately, ended up going to Wheaton College. Mm. Uh, my mentor, a guy by the, I met there by the name of Dr. Don Davis, who's yeah. connected with uh, World Impact now. Yeah, and um, pushed me towards uh, you know what what I'm going to do in my life, um, not just focus on myself and my own self interest. Yeah. So yeah. And you got a great family too. Yes. Yeah. yeah my wife is. A, we'll celebrate 25 years of marriage in October this year. Wow. And uh, blessed to have three children: Bria, um, who just got married in May, which is unique <laughs> for me as a father, and uh, our son Brax, and then our youngest daughter Brooke. Oh, yeah. that's great! Thank man. you. That's Thank awesome. You. That's awesome. And what the great work uh, that you are doing here. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, And I was excited to learn a little bit more about that discipline and Mm. how it's filtered down to your children. And you and I were talking off air, (laughs) but just the way that that discipline is now paying off for for them in so many ways. Mm. And we brought you here today because that discipline has Mm -hmm. been a blessing to many, many people in many different ways. And it's created a passion in you that even in the last two or three years, you said, has caught you by surprise. So I'd love to hear more about why you do what you do and why Mm. you're passionate about that work. Yeah, it's interesting because I did not intend to do this work. You know, <laughs> that was the people I always tell people, here's my disclaimer. I was only interested in my wife. Um, and there was an entrepreneurship class that was being held in Lawndale. Uh-huh. And um, my interests were they needed somebody to help teach. She was there. She was going to teach. And that's how we got involved. All right. <laughs> but um, the Lord has a funny way of, of, of doing things. You know, I made a commitment because I saw the impact of entrepreneurship on not only the youth that we were teaching, but also their families. Mm. And, I, and I said, Lord, if there's any way I could do this, you know, for the rest of my life, you know, show me how that would happen. And I had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> and, no idea uh, what you're getting yourself into. No, because right? my goal was to, you know, I went to Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Grad school and um, was going to go get a PhD and thought I would teach theology at a university. That's what I remember from yeah. the other time you were yeah. around. That's what your goal was. Exactly, right? yeah. that was my goal. That was my goal. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't God's goal. No, though. no. Yeah, see, I, he got the teaching thing right. Oh yeah, <clears> because, absolutely. But I'm going to put you out here, you know, in a different marketplace. In a different marketplace <laughs> altogether. Yeah, exactly. absolutely, absolutely, man. absolutely. So along the way here, um, Brian, you know, we up. The show is about obviously is about mm-hmm. business and all that. We can talk about all the great, glory, sure. glorious stuff and all that stuff. Right? Why don't we share with the audience some of these challenges you've had? Yeah, the challenges um, have been, you know, finding what I would say the challenges create opportunities. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, you know, when I first started out, we, you know, we experienced many things as a nonprofit getting off the ground. Um, but the one thing that I could do was teach and. Uh, one of my mentors said, Brian, whatever you do, don't change your model, you know, even though you launched a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, change, keep your model of, of having revenue coming mm-hmm. in, even though you're a nonprofit, because that means that the marketplace wants your product or your service. So from the very outset, I did not start off as a traditional nonprofit. Ah. I did not even know. Um, you know, growing up in, in my background, I didn't even really know what the nonprofit industry was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I remember coming home after college and telling my dad, you know, because I thought about work, you know, I was involved with Navigators uh, right. Ministry when I was in college. And, and I told him about support raising and all that. And he just, I mean, he was like, it didn't, it didn't click, you know. Right. And, but the whole idea of being able to work for yourself um, provide a pr- good product and service to your customer with some, some of the basic fundamental training I got at home, just to know the technical tar- uh, you know, jargon for it. Yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> it was interesting when we talked. It, you, you had uh, you made a, uh, a reference to uh, Samuel 17. Mm-hmm. Why don't you share with our audience about Absolutely. that? Absolutely, yeah. It's kind of uh, when David takes on Saul's armor. Um, um, and, and what I've found, I remember that scripture, is that David had to take that armor off because it was never meant for him. You know, mm-hmm. Saul's armor was meant for Saul. And in order to, you know, to defeat Goliath, he had to use the tools and the resources, you know, that he knew. And he was, you know, he grew up as a poor kid. He was a shepherd. And so he picked up the stone and the sling and he was able to, you know, to kill Goliath. But at the same time, I think also that's the same same skill set that urban leaders need to use as well. We need to learn how to use the tools and resources that we know that I call that are that are culturally um, competent. You know that you know don't try to take on somebody else's tools and resources and fight. 
you know, fight the battles. Use the tools and resources that you know that allow you to win and that you're familiar with. And so I think that the more that we're able to do that for ourselves, the better, you know, the better opportunities that we can create. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like what you also said in, in one of the stuff I saw is relational capital. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that that why that just so resonated with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your definition of that? And yeah, in the in, in the nonprofit industry or any industry, right? In, in business or in business, it's relationships that right. you earn. And and what I always say is that in order to earn relationship, there's relationships. There are three T's that I use. Um, that I've kind of adapted over the past couple of years, having been through a lot of experiences. Um, and those are uh, always tell the truth, mm-hmm. um, always be transparent, and that's the way that you earn trust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for me, um, we've experienced, particularly in the last three years, a significant amount of growth on our revenue side. Right. And, um, but it's all, it's, I attribute it, yes, that the Lord has provided. But at the same time, he's provided through the men and women that God's allowed to use um, in this process, so it's very interesting that you know if you, you know if you're tr- you know always tell the truth. You know, every, for me, financials are very transparent um, as a nonprofit, and then you've earned trust, and trust is often a handshake. Um, it could be an email introduction. Um, it's something that you earn, and once you earn it, um, if you do the right thing, you never lose it. All right. Yep. I'm curious about what you said about raising capital, mm-hmm. fundraising, discussing all that with your father. Mm-hmm. And you've you've so eloquently explained how your faith plays into the way that you create these streams of incomes. Mm-hmm. But I would like for you to elaborate more on that. You know, how do you make sure that you are walking by faith, though you do have the mindset of one who wants to produce a mm-hmm. stream of income that's dependable? Sure. Um, I think you provide a great product or service. Um, you do what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. um, especially with your clients. When you when you make mistakes, you own those mistakes. You don't run from those mistakes. And um, I try to you know embody that and lead that uh, by modeling that with my staff as well. Um, we make mistakes. Don't get me wrong; they they do take place. But oh, you're the only one that ever makes a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jeez, come on, Brad. <laughs> but uh, I, I learned, you know, um, in a particular situation where I lost a lot of money, but um, from a donor um, because I trusted this relationship. Mm-hmm. Ah. And when that took place, I found out all the details. Then I went back to the to the donor, told him exactly what what happened, did not try to, you know, pull the wool over his eyes. And uh, we were on a phone call with some others that, some advisors, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was kind of getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he quietly didn't, didn't say anything on the phone. And at the last second, he said, um, it got really quiet, like Jesus talking to the woman at the mm-hmm. well. And, mm-hmm. and he said, which one of us has never made that mistake? Oh, wow. Based wow. on trust. And wow. the phone went completely quiet. Yeah. And then not only did he, 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 he actually funded us what we had actually lost, plus provided us more than that. Mm-hmm. And wow. then he said, don't make them say mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's such a good example yeah. of how that transparency sure. and truth can actually manifest into Absolutely. an act of God. Mm. Very right. cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, we want to get you uh, – we got lots of goodies here for that we've been giving away. So get out there in Texas at 224-404-1988 and just write the word gift down. 
And we've got lots of things that we can give out, books and other, uh, you know, what they call um, swag here, I guess. A lot of TV, <laughs> radio swag and a lot of other stuff that we could give away. But mm. just get out there and text us at 224-404-1988. And we're going to be back with our special guest, Brian Jenkins, and also my special co-host today, Junie Felix. I'm so thrilled she's in studio with us. She's going to teach me some lessons. Already she has, you know, with some of the questions she's asking. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest today, Brian Jenkins. He is the founder and president of Ontinuity and Startup Business Solutions. You're probably wondering what the heck that is. Brian, what are these two entities that you started up? Sure. Ontinuity is a nonprofit. Uh, we just, we're just celebrating our 20th year anniversary wow. this year. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, launched with the intention and goal to teach urban youth and adults how to start and own their own business through business planning. Yep. So um, launched it um, with, the, you know, with the goal of saying how many businesses and um, opportunities can we create in the urban marketplace um, and create um, wealth opportunities and ownership opportunities. Wow. Yep. Do you have a count on how many that's been? We last checked um, over, um, probably around 4,500 youth that we've been able to wow. impact and wow. probably about seven or 800 um, instructors both here in the U.S., Brazil, Canada, um, that we're aware of and with our digital platform, it's been much bigger than that. So yeah. I'm a little confused and I want to make sure we clear sure. it up with it. Entrepreneurity is one thing, and yes. startup now is another thing. Sure. So, what's the difference between so, those two? Entrepreneurity is a nonprofit, and that's the organization okay. and where we basically we function from. Starting up now is our curriculum tool. Ah, so we create okay. all of our branded curriculum models and tools and resources under the Starting Up Now label. Okay, so the umbrella name of the, the whole organization is Entrepreneurity. Correct. And correct. Startup Now is one of the brands that you absolutely. Uh, okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. good. Because yeah. I was a little confused as to sure. what that sure. was, yeah. but yeah. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Forty-five hundred students you've had yeah, that we can track. Do you, do you know track. how many businesses they've spawned? At one point, we knew that at least about 50, 50 wow. that we could track. And wow. then um, we've also um, made a significant impact with, with adults now, too. We shifted um, or added, I should say, um, more adults uh, that were coaching and training. Yeah, and I understand also you uh, got in the coffee business. <laughs> yeah, it was an opportunity that presented itself. Uh, we um, were able to buy a. Uh, we're located at um, State and Sixteenth in the South Loop. Right. And uh, I'd always joked with the owners, um, right. "Hey, when you guys are ready to sell, let the me Neelys, know." Right. The Neelys, <laughs> yeah. exactly. They've been on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon and Amanda. Yeah. And one day, Brandon said, "Remember that conversation?" He said, "We're, we're ready." <laughs> and uh, so we, you know, you know, ran the financials. Um, hired a great young lady uh, by the name of Carrie Pendleton. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have jumped into it because I don't do co- I don't know coffee. <laughs> you drink um, it, but you don't I, know, right? Exactly right. And then when she came on board, we said, "Hey, let's make this happen." So it's been a great experience. Wow. Well, you talked a little bit earlier about the importance of that relational capital. Yes. So I'm wondering, with this many entrepreneurs and people on board, what are you doing to keep the network strong? We um, down in the South Loop. We um, are buying our first building right. um, on mm. Michigan Avenue, and we're creating a co-sharing space okay. called oh, um, uh, Moxie. And um, we have slowly been doing this in our in our in our current building where we are. We had a very entrepreneurial story where we had, we were told that we had to leave um, mm. in January. We just paid off the coffee shop. Then um, we were told that we had to leave by April 28th of this year. So my team, Randy Craig, who's my admin she's phenomenal mm-hmm. yep. uh, went and found our building um, the Lord provided the resources and we're now able to move but the thing that we were able to create with the co- with the coffee shop as well as a co-sharing space 
is what we what we call a, a culture of commerce. Yes, ah. mm-hmm. and and that's something that that allows that network yes. to interact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have a group called Moxie Women mm-hmm. that meet once a month my, um, that are Christian business women and entrepreneurs, and they do a lot of phenomenal, phenomenal things. So we try to spur that network um, by you know passing on opportunities for everyone. Wow. What's your favorite Bible verse? Favorite, favorite one <laughs> is I would say the one I've been, one that's most impactful for me right now is Deuteronomy eight eighteen. Okay, um, where the Lord is reminding the Israelites as they're coming into the promised land, do not forget that I've given you the power to create wealth. So yeah. He reminds people, you know, where it's coming from, and I think that's something that all of us need to live by. You know, it's, it's not of ourselves. Right. It's actually Him, the Lord Himself. That's given us this power, and and also, it's, it's, to me, it's like my dad always used to, used to tell me, "Don't forget where you came from." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And that's something yeah. that I think all of us need to live by. Um, it's easier sometimes said than it actually is to execute. Yeah. So, where mm-hmm. does most of your clientele? What, what's is there a geographical area? I'm assuming it's pretty close into where your location is, yeah. isn't it? Or not? For right now, in the South Loop, yeah, that's kind of where where we're at um, on the on the physical side, um, especially where, as we launch the co-sharing space. But also um, because um, our web platform through starting up now, we mm-hmm. have a lot of different clients that are also corporate clients, co- mm. um, colleges. Uh, we use our our same curriculum mm-hmm. uh, where I teach um, at Moody as an adjunct at Wheaton College wow. um, as an adjunct. North North Park University uses it, right. and so many and several different you know small nonprofit organizations as well. So. What we think we have about a thousand members on our on our web based platform. Yeah. Which is a good good way for us to start talking about mm-hmm. the lies that we believe when we're younger. When it comes to creating wealth, and yeah. the Lord has given you this ability to sure. generate this income, it's easy to believe, especially in right. North America, that yes. money's going to solve all our problems. So yeah. what advice would you give to your younger self mm-hmm. that you are currently giving to a lot of younger selves sure. about this mindset? In the in this particular industry, my industry, the nonprofit industry, I did not know. I had a desire, but I did not know what the industry was about. So one of the one of the chapters in starting up now is we call it MIA, my industry analysis. Every entrepreneur needs to know who are the marketplace leaders, you know, what the revenue generation is um, for that particular industry. So if I was looking back, just because I had a great heart, or I'm not even gonna say great heart, I had a desirous heart to right. serve, mm-hmm. but you still had to be disciplined enough to know what industry you're walking into. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. that's something that um, I think is fundamental that I did not know. Um, 25 years ago or 20, whatever it is at this point when I got into this industry. So really, you're kind of helping them navigate that minefield. Yes. Basically, through what you learned. Like yes. School of Hard Knocks. And Absolutely. Of, and mistakes. Yes. And a few other things you made. Yes, yeah. Of course, you were the only one that ever did that, of course, you know. <laughs> the School of Hard Knocks is alive and well, believe oh, me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I got the cuts, the bruises, and the broken bones to, <laughs> to prove that. Absolutely. Uh, and I love your uh, your analogy about what the Lord talked to the Israelites when they were mm-hmm. coming into the Promised Land. Yeah. It's kind of like me wandering around for uh, 36 years in the desert. Mm. So my only claim was I beat the Jews by four years. Wow. You know, I finally got to the <laughs> Lord. You know, it took me 36 years to get this. Wow. But uh, anyway, um, I love what he said about that words of wisdom because it's yeah. only mm-hmm. as our older self do we get that, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> think about it, Judy. And it's really important culturally for the mm-hmm. time that we're in. I think yeah. for the uh, the generations, my generation yes. and younger generations, yes. it's really hard to focus and mm-hmm. realize that you need to focus on all of the facets of that industry. Yes. There's so many abstractions out there. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, yeah I think that's part, of that, that's part of that research, you know, mm-hmm. that you have to – I was teaching our class for Wheaton last week or last night and mm-hmm. – 
just reminding the students, yeah, we're going through mission plan, vision statement, executive summary. I said, but the real work is going to come when the research. And I said, it's kind of like trying to write a term paper. Like I used to try to fake, you know, try to write the <laughs> night before. Very difficult to do when yep. you haven't done the research. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Would yep. you say that's the number one problem or the failure rate because of the failure rate for entrepreneurs is what? What would you say? I would say, I mean, it's a combination of um, lack of, sometimes it's a lack of access to capital, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. also um, a lack of willingness to fail. Mm. Um, one, of, one of our... Um, Supporters, a guy uh, by the name of Tom Sosnoff. He's the um, he launched a company called um, Think or Swim, mm. and he sold it to sold it. Um, and he just wrote it. You know, we interact on a regular basis, and he said one of the things that we see now in playgrounds. You know, where I grew up, Bob knows this from being in Lake County. When you were in the playground, we were on. Oftentimes, the playgrounds were asphalt. You know, mm-hmm. they were concrete. You know, yep. sometimes there was grass. And when you fell, you scraped your knee, you hurt your arm or whatever, but you got up and you kept got playing. Back up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and a, lot of day, a lot of playgrounds now, kids fall and they never feel the impact because it's a rubber surface. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't never hurt you, but it does at the same time. You, there, you, don't, you don't get that same learning lesson right. from when you fall and, you know, and cut your arm. There's, an, there's, a, there's a consequence because you fell out the swing or something. And I think in our, in our models today, we don't we don't we don't fall, we don't we don't cut our arms enough we can't get mm-hmm. up and put the bandaid on we you, you know you just have to have those experiences that allow you to have the opportunity to succeed but also to fail but also to get back up do you sometimes tell young entrepreneurs like myself and building a tech company expect to fail sometimes yeah Ex- expect i would i would say that's part of part of the challenge nobody plan, wants to fail plan to fail even I don't want necessarily want you to plan to fail, okay. but it's like <laughs> that failure is an uh, is something that you do learn from. Yeah. Most entrepreneurs that I'm aware of have, you know, they failed at a deal, failed at an opportunity, mm-hmm. um, but they've learned from that mistake as well, so they don't have to repeat it. And it's also something that you can also take and teach to someone else as well. You know, it's interesting because we had a philosophy in why we coach and train and teach that there there's only one failure, and that's not trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. The other thing is you didn't get the result you wanted. That's right. Versus That's right. failure. Yes. You know, because I, I, it's such a negative connotation with failure, you yeah. know, especially in our society because everybody thinks, well, I can't fail. Right. Right. Yeah, you can. Right. I mean, you look at and study all the great people of history, particularly business people, mm-hmm. how many times they failed. That's right. And how they came back from the, like the Phoenix Rising. Absolutely. Being broke. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> multiple times coming back. Right. Right. But again, I think that really distinguishes an entrepreneur is persistence. They yes. You've got to keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, yes. because there's no you know free lunch. That's exactly and right. And everybody yeah. thinks there is, right. and all of a sudden I'm out there in the web, and I'm going to have all this stuff coming to me. And right. Would you say it's easier today to start a business than before? I would say it's easier um, in the sense of knowing, you know, being able to research your market, and be able to, you know, to get the, the, the tools and the resources that we just didn't have 20 years ago. Okay. Um, um, there's a, I mean, when you go to the internet, you can... Buy a template. You can do a lot of those things, um, but also getting the advice is ex- extremely important as well because people are willing to pass on that information. And creating those relationships, those mentoring relationships, is ex- you know is extremely important. Um, I, there's many mentors in my life um, and many supporters of our work too. 
Um, a guy by the name of Mark Soderquist is a great friend of mine. Mm. Um, another guy, Steve Frazier, he's like an executive coach to me. Mm-hmm. So these are men that have spoken into my life and have been extremely helpful uh, for the growth of our organization. And speaking of being extremely helpful, we have some wonderful resources. We're here to encourage and inspire, but also equip. So I'd love for you to text 224-404-1988 right now. And that keyword is startup. We've got some great resources for you. No more nonprofits and starting up now. Yeah. Six uh, copies. Brian's going to be giving away six books, Mm -hmm. three of each, boys. So get out there and text us out there at 224 uh, what is it? 404-1988. There you and, go. And uh, get mm-hmm. that. We're going to be right back with our special guest, Brian Jenkins. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest, Brian Jenkins, the founder and president of Entrenuity and Startup Now Solutions. He was telling us about that last uh segment, and he's going to tell us a little bit more here. But Junie, you had something on your mind you wanted to give him. I do. I mm-hmm. was talking with one of my mentors earlier in the year, and she was helping me with pricing for my consulting business. Sure. And she just took a pause and looked me in the eyes, and she said, Junie, I don't think you understand what you're worth. And I was wondering about the young people that you work with and that you mentor. How do you help them get past that? Mm-hmm. The stories their past has taught them about their worth mm-hmm. and what they're capable of. I often say it's... Um, my famous, uh, the famous blues musician um, from the Delta, Mississippi, Muddy Waters. Mm. Um, and I call him also my favorite theologian at times, too. <laughs> there you go. Um, he said, uh, Muddy Waters said, you can't give what you ain't got and you can't lose what you never had. Uh. And the thing is, I think in order for students, they, they have to see the models in front of them. And the models have to be outside of athletics. Mm. They have to be able the to celebrity, see yeah. Yeah, the celebrity. They have to see the regular person, the small business owner. That, you know, she's going to work every single day. She's providing for her family. She's actually, you know, committing, you know, making basically, you know, owning her her own home, um, making tax payments, you know, Mm -hmm. making her payments. You know, as far as the system is concerned, that they can be a part of this, that this system is not necessarily opposed to them. You know, how do you want to be a participant in 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 society versus someone that's, you know, outside looking in? And so. I tell them, you know, we have to be able to model out what that is. I, I mean, I saw that growing up. You know, it wasn't always the – it was a very disciplined household, you know. <laughs> and, and But my it was like – it was something that I could see in my dad every day. You know, I mean, sometimes he worked two jobs, you know, for us to be able to live in the neighborhood that we did. Mm-hmm. So I saw it not by t- a lot of talk. <laughs> My dad at that time was not a touchy-feely person. <laughs> uh, he is now. He, he's different. Oh, okay. He's, he's different. a hugger now. He's a, oh, he's different now. He's much more emotive. But at the same time, it was one of those things where you just learn. I learn by seeing, you okay. know, and, mm-hmm. I, and and that's something that I try to live out myself. So putting those models in front of the young people that Absolutely. are coming from situations Absolutely. and contexts that have taught them the opposite their whole lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, that's good. I was able to coach football for years. And, um, you know, if you want if you want the outcome, mm-hmm. you have to be uh, you want to model the behavior. All right. And that's something that's important to me. I know there's a couple of people that inspire you. One of them you mentioned earlier. But what, why is that? Who inspires you? Um, Dr. Don yeah, Davis. Right. Yeah, he um, he's a he started the Urban Ministry Institute, which is part of World Impact. Mm. And when I um, I was actually um, in ROTC when I was in college and was not able to get my commission. And Don, you know, um, basically said, you know, get your eyes off of yourself. Um, you know, the Lord wants to use you. You may not see it yet, right. but you have to, you know, basically stop being self-referential. Uh, and and upon doing so, 
and being mentored by him the last two years and his family, his wife, um, Beth, and the, you know their, their three children at the time, I was able to see that and um, had a model in front of me and opened myself up to where the Lord wants to use me. That's really nice. crazy. Well, we're wondering about the most, um, let's see, uh, we love to hear about those cool and interesting things that people might not know about you. You know, they, they meet you and you think they would be blown away if they knew this. Yes. Uh, I like candles. Okay. I don't know why. I love it. I do. Um, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know, but I like candles. And, and anybody who knows me, I'll, I'll have a candle sometimes. I think it actually... Helps me to relax. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and so I tell my wife all the time, I said, one of the things I want to learn how to do is just make candles instead of just buying them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but that's one of my things. All right. That's so. awesome. Yeah, that's that mind-blowing to me. Now, is there because... any kind of candle, particular kind of candle that you like more than no, others? Just, is there I mean, scented ones? Or? Scented ones, yeah. big ones, I mean, yeah. round ones. I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like sometimes we'll light them up at night and have 20 candles going. That's have awesome. You done the research? Because yeah. I would love to know if they're like a wax tree somewhere growing out of the ground. I, I've never even thought about it until now. I, where yeah. do candles come from? I have no idea. I, 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 <laughs> I have no idea. I just want to do it. It's yeah, just well, I'm do not I can see it starting up here right now, you know, the candle man, right? Right, right. Yeah, Brian the candle man. Exactly. I love that. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Hey, let's talk about something that's really special that okay. just got that you just did. Yeah. It's publishing a book called uh, No More Nonprofits Moving from Dependency to Sustainability. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this book, Brian. Yeah, I wrote that just released this year. Um, it's my model. It's kind of like the entrepreneurity story. Mm-hmm. Um, we I la- like I said earlier, we I launched this nonprofit um, got into this industry and did not realize, you know, that this industry has a process and did not know the process, you know, didn't know anything about fundraising, didn't know anything about, you know, nine, you know, um, nine nineties, just, I didn't know about the industry. I just wanted to serve, but getting into this, I realized that, you know, upon trying to write letters and send, you know, requests to raise money, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't working for me. Mm. Um, I, I realized that, you know, using the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship education training that I had seven for seven years, um, that I could always earn money from teaching. And so I would go to, you know, raise, basically to go to school and say, hey, you know, school, you, you uh, give me $5,000 to teach your students and I'll go to a donor and teach, you know, and ask the donor to do the same. Mm-hmm. I was able to raise the funds. So I never had the traditional model of raise, of fundraising. Mm-hmm. It was not okay. part of my DNA. And um, so No More Non-For-Profits is a reflection on yeah. the good, the bad, and some of the challenges that I've experienced in this model also as a African-American male in this, in this, in this um, industry as well. Mm. Do you have a favorite chapter from the book? I know the one that caught my attention was 70-30 because you hear yes. about 80-20. Yes. But what's your favorite chapter? Um, probably the 70-30 is getting the most attention right now okay. because mm-hmm. we were able, I found that if I was able to keep my expenses at 30%, you know, mm. um, and keep rev or income and revenue up um, at about 70% but never go over that, um, I was able to expand and be able to, you know, have higher impact levels, mm-hmm. keep costs down, increase revenue and impact. And once I started doing that more and more, um, donors, uh, investors would say, wow, that's great. Um, how can we be a part of that? Mm-hmm. They loved the way that we were able to manage the expenses and the costs. And that, in turn, um, gave me opportunity to create more relationships. Okay. Yeah. So who is your primary audience for this work? It's interesting. It's ranging from both, I mean, youth and adult, but also small business owners as well. So okay. we do a lot of coaching with, with um, business owners right now. 
Um, we we have a network, so when we don't know a particular skill set, we will uh, identify mentors who, who can actually help other people as well. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what's the one thing you hope people take away from this book? That they can do it. That they can do that it. That they can actually, awesome. yeah, that they can be, be I always say, my mom, my one of my models is PSA, um, problem, solutions, action, marketplace action. Right. You, Identify the problem, um, create a solution, and initiate a marketplace action. Right. Um, because if I don't want to, when, actually, when I first wrote the book, I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's it's K N O W, but I started mm-hmm. off as no more nonprofits like N O. Yeah, ended up on writing it, doing the research. I was realizing, you know, I'm not saying no right. altogether. I'm mm-hmm. saying no. We have to be, um, you know, far more competent, mm-hmm. more intelligent about um, and resourceful to say how do we leverage the nonprofit model and at the same time not give up the innovation that's that inspires the for-profit models and solutions as well. So I think it's a combination of both. You know, it's wonderful in God's wisdom, right? How you ended up at this particular point in time and this you know, in this time in our history to be doing something like this because it's so needed. Yeah. And also a lot of our nonprofits are really hurting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that we just found out we did an inter- we're doing interviews and we're finding out that we are um, having as many readers from foundations, private family mm. foundations, and others who are reading it, and at, as you know, at the same time that we're having those nonprofit leaders as well. So it's it's getting some groundswell. Um, church leaders, in particular, mm. mm-hmm. uh, one of the chapters I talk about in there is you know you have the millennials mm. are not showing up in church, right? But you still have to pay the bills right. twenty years from now. What's the model? <clears throat> And I, and I was at a large pastoral gathering back in January, and said, you know, how many, you know, how many, how many are you ready for this? That's coming, you know, right. because you can see it coming, but what are we going to do about it? Yep. So, so instead of saying we can't do anything, mm-hmm. how do we innovate? Right. You know, how do we use a God-given ability that the Lord has blessed us with, and stop saying, you know, we can't do. But what can we do with the resources that we have? Boy, so I'm trying to you, look at it being being very optimistic. I bet you got a lot of takers on that one, didn't you? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, very much, very much. There's so. a lot of attention that, getting chapters too. So I yeah. just I, I just I have to mention why do white guys have all the money? Chapter oh, yeah. two. Yes. And social entrepreneurship versus business ownership. I yeah. love that whole concept. So yeah. a lot of innovative thinking sure, in sure. this resource. Yes. Yeah. A- absolutely. This is. Uh, I got to tell you, folks, you got to get out there and get this book. Brian Jenkins wrote the book, No, K-N-O-W, More Nonprofits, Moving from Dependency to Sustainability. And, uh, you know, uh, Brian, we've covered a bunch of stuff here with you. Is there anything that you'd like to – first of all, how can people get a hold of you? Um, they can reach us through our website, uh, okay. which is entrenuity.com. So I'm going to spell that for you. Um, E-N-T-R-E-N-U-I-T-Y.com. Okay. So it's dot com. Dot com. Or our social media, which is um, on Facebook is um, Entrenuity USA. Mm-hmm. And then on um, Instagram, it's, you can reach us through Starting Up as well. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that, that you have a, a great Instagram following out there too, don't you? It's growing. It's yeah. growing. I'm learning how to So is the, is the coffee shop yeah. a for-profit operation? It is a for-profit. Okay. It is so a for-profit. that feeds into the not-for-profit Absolutely. then, right? And Absolutely. And it's open now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we had to close um, okay. for uh, when, we, when we found out we had to move, but we're mm-hmm. getting ready to reopen back in April once the new building is launched. Okay. Yeah. And any upcoming event, events? Don't have to mention the exact day, but many months. 
things sure. that are coming up? Um, we do have our we, um, November 14th, we have what we call a Moxie Collaborative, yes. which we're inviting um, different entrepreneurs in our network to pitch their um, idea um, before um, investors that are in our network. Okay. And then next year, we're having the Moxie Women's Conference 2020. Um, there'll be more information about that on our website as well. But Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys, I want you to get out there and text 224-404-1988 for your chance to win one of three copies of No More Nonprofits or one of three Start Up Now books. So you got to get out there and check this out. Brian, i got to tell you, you're on fire, buddy. I am so excited that we got you back in studio, especially with the timing of your new book and everything like that. And, we're, guys, you got to stay tuned because we're bringing Brian back in in our last segment. And I think it kind of ties in with a couple things we talked about today. Do you complete a customer request as promised? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be a good one to get our teeth into, huh, Junie? Yeah, talking yeah, integrity, wow. telling the truth, transparency. <laughs> right. Let's bring it. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here for our segment that we have every time here, and that is, do you complete customer requests as promised? And this is out of Proverbs for Business by Steve Marr. Please keep him in prayer. He's still dealing and battling with some health issues. Mm -hmm. And basically, this is the proverb uh, that it plays into is, lying lips are the abomination to the Lord, but those who dread faithfully deal faithfully are his delight. Brian, you know, this is obviously a real key point for you sure. is what you're teaching people. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's 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 about integrity. It's about your mm-hmm. character. Um, I always push um, one of the chapters in No More is, you know, character counts. Mm. And, you know, do what you say. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not a super spiritual person, but I try to be obedient. And mm-hmm. part of that obedience is doing what we know to do. And so always being transparent and always being honest with your clients as well um, is a model that you, you set the tone as a leader, you mm-hmm. know, in the, in the office or wherever your workplace may be. And so it's important that we model that out um, and that we remain consistent in that. Um, and if you're not able to meet the customer's need, um, be honest with the customer and let him or her know yep. um, where you're at in the process. Just like you were transparent with an yeah, investor. Absolutely. You know, you got to mm-hmm. tell the truth. Truth absolutely. telling is, is really great. Absolutely. Junie, how about you? Well, I'm thinking I'm really glad that you said let them know where you are at in the process. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that culturally we skip that whole process part. I've mm-hmm. learned personally when it comes to being in entrepreneurialism and all, the whole world of that, that especially in the startup community. Yes. It's a curation yes. of an idea and a right. product. Right. And I feel like to be to a person of integrity, mm-hmm. I like to keep the lines of communication open all the time. You're okay. going to hear from me at least once a week right. about where I am yeah. on my side of my responsibility and then just let you know that I'm also checking in on you. So I think that collaboration and accountability and communication is a good way to keep your promises in the journey. Absolutely. Well, you nail it, too, especially with customers. Yeah. But you know, another one I want to throw out there, guys, you know, as a leader, uh, are your employees your customers? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think so. So I think it's even really monumental that when you make statements or make promises to your employees, mm-hmm. you really, because that's what, talk about integrity. If you ain't walking with that, boy, yeah, that's going to bring you down pretty quick. So I think, and whatever the employees might look at, because those might be vendors, those might be outsourced people, yeah. uh, you know, freelancers, like you're a freelancer mm-hmm. uh, and doing work on the side, but you got to live up to your promises, right? That's right, yeah. And man, I got to mm-hmm. tell you guys, I've mm-hmm. just found it's one of the things that probably touches a real nerve with me is 
people making promises and then they don't then they don't live up to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it seems like it's I don't know, maybe it's just me, my, my advanced age. It just seems like it's, <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. Right? I yeah. think it's more, I, I think it's less people just not keeping their word, but the pace of our lives, the right. busyness of it, so many things get lost in, fall through the cracks, lost mm-hmm. in translation even, so it may appear that we are not living up to our our obligations, but that's why that communication is so important mm-hmm. in the well, whole process. Well, it can appear that way, but that's the actual fact, though. Yeah. The, the point yeah. of it is, it's not happening. And so that's true. Uh, it's not happening. To me, the pace of life is an excuse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's a good. Just okay. straightforward. It's an excuse because mm-hmm. if you're going to be committed to doing something, then by golly, do it. Right. You know? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I grew up with a handshake was a you know was a promise. Right. You know, there was no contracts written right. contracts right. when mm-hmm. I started right. up, man. Right. And my dad, my and my grandfather, upon me, you know, you know, prostitute that or mm-hmm. don't do it, and you're no longer a man in our yeah. eyes. I mean, yeah. that's how severe oh, that yeah. was. Oh, you know, yeah. no, I, I, that's kind of I mean, you growing up in the ring household. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I knew exactly what that was, and uh, my dad would always, even to this day, you know, uh, we had our book launch two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, I see you up on stage. Still, don't forget where you came from. I and love do, it. And do, I love it. And do what you say you're going to do. I mean, I think yeah. those are the fundamental principles. Even even um, my son, you know, he's a sophomore or sorry, junior at Valpo, uh-huh. of Valparaiso, and I remind him, Brax, you know, you need to follow up. Mm-hmm. You know, I said yeah. when, when you when you get an email, even if it's somebody you know from an employer, just follow up and let them know where you're at. I said, right. and you have to be able to have that discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, in your life, you know, I, our, in our office, we have a 24 hour policy that we do our best to adhere to, but to follow up with every email or every communication within 24 hours. Mm. And if you're not able to do that, um, don't make an excuse as to why not. Just get it, you know, in in the office, my mantra, um, do your job. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) When you you said the word excuse, though, I was reminded of something. I used to do Olympic style uh, boxing. I used to train in boxing. And my coach used to say, no more excuses. That was one of the things, was a chant that we had around the ring. But when it comes to making excuses, I guess that is one of the main ways that we can seem to be insincere. Even though we've committed to something, those excuses show up and really do sabotage the whole effort. Yeah, Yeah, I'd rather have somebody tell me, no, I can't do that. Or just stop it dead right there. Then I know that have any false expectation right. absolutely. You know. absolutely man oh man when you when you really and especially when you know everything's important but mm-hmm. there's certain things that are really important yes. you know that yeah. when you make a promise absolutely and uh and and i i'll be the first one to raise my hand i've mm-hmm. been guilty of stuff yes. that has fallen through the cracks right yeah, yeah. i beat myself up a lot about right. it but mm-hmm. the other thing too is as a customer you know Tell me early and often that there's going to be a problem, right? Because right. you're going to see a different Bob if you oh, surprise me. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, absolutely. if you surprise me, <laughs> right. you're going to see a whole different guy. Right. You know, you're going to see the old Bob. You know, right. the pre-Christian oh, Bob. Oh, That's what you're going to find. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we run out. We have another company called Renew Pavement Solutions that we were able to launch um, in partnership with Ozinga. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you had Marty Ozinga a couple mm-hmm. um, not too long ago. A good mm-hmm. friend of mine and colleague. Yep. And we had bought a new piece of equipment for our, you know, a job that we had and. Uh, the manufacturer sent the equipment and it uh, was not functional. Mm-hmm. And we could have lost the contract because we're on a deadline. Right. And the, the thing that really frustrated me was that we just kept getting the runaround. Oh, and it's not something that I do for my clients. Right. You know, and here we are on a major job. And I really felt like, you know, you know, this is what it feels like to be on the other end of that. Right. And I don't want have, have to have anybody experience that because that could have made her made her, made her break this you know this job and this customer had since then opened other opportunities for us but 
Yeah, if we didn't. If we didn't do the right thing. I got to hurt us. That's the difference maker today. Yeah, you know it, the bar is set so low. Yeah. Customer mm-hmm. service expectation. I mean, my right. goodness, it doesn't yeah. take a yeah. whole lot to be great today. Right, right. that's exactly <laughs> well, right. Well, I'm going to challenge you both to think deeper. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking right now. First Thessalonians five twenty two. Mm. Yeah, okay. uh, abstain from even the appearance yes. of mm. evil. Yep. So when you're conducting your business, I mean, how would you say is a good way to abstain from even the appearance right. of evil right. with your clients and your team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, part of it, I think, is, you know, you know, living it out every day. Mm. Yeah. They watch everything you say. They yep. watch everything Boy, that you do. Yep. Um, I mean, usually, you know, um, when I was in the service, I was taught leaders eat last. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you know, you let your I was in the infantry. Troops, right. You let your men troops eat, eat first yep. and then you mm-hmm. eat last, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. because they're actually watching everything that you do. Yep. You mm-hmm. must lead by example. And we and we don't always have that today. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the challenges I throw out to businesses all the time, especially with the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. They're very skeptical. Yes. And they're watching like a hawk. And we yeah. know they're not coming to church. Right. So yeah, yeah. what you walk, that walk, as best as you can, yeah. you know, yeah. to inspire, equip, and encourage. Yes. I want leaders to walk it, not talk it. Absolutely. Yeah. They've seen three decades yes. of a lot of talk and yeah. people going in a different direction. Yeah, and right. I, I tell my boys that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not about perfection because mm-hmm. you could think, oh, well, you want me to be perfect. Right. It's not about perfection, but it is about faithfulness, yes. which translates into all of our relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Well, Brian, we got a little time left. What do you want to plug, buddy? Um, <laughs> huh? not, I mean, I mean they can I mean they can go and look at our work, yep. you know, at entrepreneurity.com. Um and you know, one day, you know, in April, mm-hmm. um I don't want to invite everybody, but when we do our grand opening for our new shop and a new co sharing space, I think it's gonna be quite phenomenal. Do you have any requests for help out there and people that could volunteer or help? help um you? one of the things is is we are growing in a sense of coaches, people okay. who have experience um, in a certain area, they need to be able to, if they're interested in being a volunteer to help coach some of our entrepreneurs, yes. it could be over you know, a Zoom session or anything, but being able to give people guidance in areas that we need. So, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, again, one more time. Get out there in Texas at 224-404-1988. Brian has got uh, three No More nonprofits. You got a chance to win one of those and also three Startup Now books. You got a chance to win one of those. The key word is startup. Again, text us at 224-404-1988. We want to get these books in your hands, so please get out there and do that. I want to give a phenomenal welcome, uh, welcome and thank you to Brian Jenkins, our so special much. guest today. Yes. And Junie Felix for the pro that she is. She taught me a lot of good lessons today, you know, as to how to do this radio thing. And we're going to be back next Saturday. It's tune in next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.